This is a Freedom Church sermon and we are so glad you're listening or watching. Please do check out our website, myfreedom.church, for more information about us, more media and other resources. We're heading in another direction. We're, we're, we're heading... We're heading, in the I right think, direction. in the right direction. Thank you, Stu. <laughs> Another direction, it's the right direction. Not that we've been heading in the wrong direction previously, but I think God's just kind of using the analogy of a, a saving boat. He's just shifted the winds and he started saying, This is where I need to go now. So um, things things are changing. Um, some things will change very quickly, some things will change very slowly. Some things are going to be quite pragmatic, and some things are going to be more conceptual in terms of how we think. So. And that, that term, we are a church that welcomes the other church. We have to explore each and every one of us for ourselves, but also within our groups and everything that we're a part of within this church. Is what, what does that mean in terms of my attitude? What does that mean in terms of what I get involved in? What does that mean in terms of how I serve? Um, what does that mean in terms of the excellence of something that we want to, we want to I guess, provide for those who come amongst us? who may have never, ever experienced church before. Can anybody remember what life was like before church, B.C.? Yes. You didn't have, some of us didn't have a life before church. Some of us, some of us think, can you imagine what life is like before church, before being involved in a community of believers? Can we remember or think about what that is like? I think, I think as you go further on in this kind of journey of being part of the bride of Christ, you sometimes can forget what it was like. And, and, and use you know, language that actually the outside world doesn't really use that much. Um, uh, things like fellowship, uh, things like, uh, I don't know, um, I'm thinking of another, another Christian, think of another Christian Easter. Sanctification. Is that? That's the sanctification. Sanctification. I, don't, I think a lot of Christians don't know what sanctification is. <laughs> washed, washed in the blood. I mean, you know, it's, it's powerful and it means a lot, but what does that actually mean to somebody who's never connected with Christ and his church before? It, it, are you a bunch of cannibals? Maybe, <laughs> they might think. Um, yeah, so there's loads of things we can think of, loads of things we can see. Uh, that we go, what, what does that mean? Now, it's not that we're going to become a seeker-sensitive church, but we are going to be sensitive in our services. That's, that's, that's what we're talking about. And then we just think, we just think, um, constantly thinking, what am I saying? How, what am I doing? What do I, you know, what do I look like when I come amongst this group of people for those who are unchurched? So it's changing the culture of who we are. So again, listen again to last week's um, message. It was long, but it was fine, purposely so, I think, to get everything across <coughs> that we need to get across. And, and, and that is a continual journey that will go on throughout, throughout this year. Um, do you remember the three kind of main thrusts of, of how we're going to do this? Discipleship. What's that? Discipleship. Discipline discipleship. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's one. Evangelism. Effective evangelism. That's another. You, that's the yeah. third one. Third one. Sensitive services. Okay, so just what I just said, actually. So discipline discipleship, effective evangelism, and sensitive services. I'm a very pragmatic person, so a lot of the ideas that come out of my head, well, how can we change this, how can we do that? And, and I actually think that's a good purpose. For some people, maybe 50% of you here, 
kind of up there in that world of concepts and ideas and what have you, you can, you can get a bit breathless and actually you just want to come back down to it and do some stuff. Uh, and, and I'm like that, I just want to do some stuff. I think doing stuff is good. Um, and, and so we'll be doing lots of practical stuff. Um, this morning, I want to, I want to, I mean, they're not here, unfortunately, so we can't do <coughs> all that we wanted to do. Um, but I want to just start off this service, just this message, just by saying, I, I appreciate and honour being Pat Gray. Yeah. I appreciate and honour being Pat Gray for all that they've invested into you and me, and this church as a whole, um, through various ways of them serving within the church, but in, in recent years, primarily through um, their life group, which they have met diligently you know, every week and every couple of weeks, <clears throat> and they've I think it's going to be Chris who kind of take your cars out and about and brought people to, to their house and what have you. Well, the season just for Christmas, it came, it came um, kind of clear to them that they needed, particularly what, what they're going through right now, to kind of step, step aside from leading that life group. And I want to honour them for all the years that they've invested into you guys and into that life group, into that area. That they, you know, apparently you're a very prayerful group, you would do that a lot, um, which is a good thing. Um, you'd also study books and, and the Bible and, and what have you. Um, we, we do a lot more about those here, so there's no point going on with that. I'm sure we'll honour them uh, when, when Pat's well and feeling better and they're here amongst us. Um, what that led to in a conversation as a leadership team is what, what is happening within our life groups because they've had to effectively close down that life group. And it's left us with two life groups one over in Eden, one in in Eastern Park. Um, and life groups that were attended well some weeks, not, not so well other weeks. But it made us think, okay, how many people are actually involved in a life group now uh, in the church? And actually less, a lot less than 50% of you actually, and those obviously who aren't here this morning, um, are involved in a life group. It's like, is, is this life group structure that we, I have passionately made the case for for many, many years. I mean, if you're, myself and Kathy have been leading some kind of group in our house since 2005 when we came back from Covenant College. So we kind of believe in that model of getting people together and praying together and, and blessing one another. But there's a reality of the situation that's happening that you've, you've got to face up to. And, and the way that the world is right now, that how busy people are with their lives, and, and particularly some of the younger families who find it hard to kind of get out and come to other groups. We, we had to evaluate, well, our life groups working in, in, in the shape that they are now? And for some of us, we would probably say, yes, they're working because it's nice to come together and to, to gather together and to pray together. But with this in mind, demonstrating and revealing the love of God and being something that is there for the unchurched, we kind of became convinced that maybe there weren't, that wasn't that that the most ideal shape for us to be able to achieve our aims of welcoming the unchurched. So we chatted with our life groups uh, last week and, and discussed with them and, and let them know that what we're going to be doing is evolving our life groups. So I think it's really important, you know, even though I passionately believe in, in kind of these life groups things happening, um, you can't hold something up as an idol, can you, and never get rid of it. We've, we've got to evaluate, honestly evaluate some things and go, now that's not, that's not matching the vision of the church, that's not longer, no longer um, something that is working in its, in its entirety. Um, 
So we decided life groups are going to evolve. And life groups are then going to, going to evolve into something which for some of you is happening already quite naturally. But it's going to evolve into something called discipleship triplets. Thank you. Yay. You don't know what it is, that's why you didn't I'll give you the whoop when I find out what it is. Um, discipleship trip, this is very simply this. It's a gathering of primarily three people of the same sex. I, I don't know how it can quite work out with a different sex. It may do, but I think primarily for now we can officially go with three people of the same sex. Meeting, committing to meet regularly, so at least two to four times a month, maybe even once a week if you want to do that, but definitely a minimum of two, at the most four or five, depending on the month. But it's, it's entirely up to those groups as, as to when they would meet. So it might be that one discipleship trio decides that over breakfast, before work, for 45 minutes or an hour or something, would be a good place to, to gather together. Um, some of you might think it's lunchtime, that might be good, some of you might think actually the evening would work as well. Because what we want to do is create this, 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 this environment which you are all free and available at some point to, to get to a discipleship group, a discipleship trip. That there really should be no excuses to not get involved in this, this thing. <coughs> because we believe that these discipleship triplets are going to be kind of you know, the, 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 one of the things that sets fire to this thing that we are, you know, that it's going to help us burn more for Christ. But we all need to make that commitment. And last week I talked about that, didn't I? I said that we are, remember, we are a church. We are in this together. And so it's about now beginning to consider how then am I going to be involved in a discipleship triplet? How is that going to work with, with my life? What things might I have to sacrifice to make it happen. And the reason we're saying three, because I think three is, is better than two, because sometimes two, particularly if you don't know each that well, can be a bit awkward. But if you get another person into that environment, it opens up that conversation, doesn't it? Enable things are a little bit easier. Awkward silences really happen. Yeah, more than three, because that going four and five. Well, that might be okay for a temporary season until you, you know, you think actually we need to multiply into two here. So we build up to six, but then we multiply into two. Because you then start getting to life group territory, and it's a lot harder to um, work out times and meeting spaces if there's more than you know, four or five. It starts getting a little bit awkward, doesn't it? Three, I think, is about manageable to be able to sacrifice that. So that's what we're moving into. And so my expectation on myself and on, on, on every single one of you, including those who aren't here and hopefully will watch it on the video, um, is that you will want to get connected. Let's give you an example of one, <coughs> we'll call it now a discipleship triplet. Discipleship triplet is, is Kathy meets with Connie and, and Judy. And they've been doing that now for months, yes. months, years, a few couple of years maybe. Um, and they meet at a regular time every week when they're all free. Um, sometimes every two weeks, isn't it? Every two weeks, yeah. Sometimes they're not available, but that doesn't matter. And they've gone through stuff, they've prayed together. And that's been really... That's been really life-affirming, I think you guys would agree, I'm sure you would agree, she was here. Um, so there's already one happening, we're just going to call that now a discipleship triplet. And the triplets aren't places where we gather together to chat about Netflix, although if me and Dan got together, that's probably what we'd be tempted to do, uh, what's on. But actually, it's, it's about getting straight into questions of, of life and faith and, and work and how things are going. 
so they become a truly accountable, peer-led, so that everybody's on the same level, but we're, it's iron sharpening iron. Uh, and and there's you know those who know they've got a louder voice. You go, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just quiet down. I have a loud voice in groups like that. You know, just kind of quiet down to let everybody engage and commit. And there are questions you can ask, and there are things you can get involved in to make these discipleship triplets. I believe something's going to be very powerful for us as a church. And and also, it's, I think it's going to be tremendously easy to say, hey, to your friend at work, Paul, your friend at work, I don't know who that might be. <laughs> Um, it's an example. You you work out in the sticks, but that's fine. Um, you know, I'm meeting with this group of two of the guys. Uh, we, we we really chat honestly about life and, and my faith. And my, if you fancy it, come along. We're meeting in the coffee shop. That's it. That's an easier sell, I think, than hey, you unchurched, unbelieving person. Um, why don't you come to uh, my house, uh, which isn't neutral territory, with, with with eight other people who are all believers. And we're going to study the Bible together. I just feel like that feels a little bit scary. If, if, do you know what I mean? If you, if you were a, if you were an unchurch, non-believing person, you'd think actually, no, that's that's not a neutral ground. That's a lot of people talking about stuff I don't understand. I think I'll give that a miss. And hopefully, the discipleship triplets will be able to overcome that barrier as well. And listen, I'm not expecting everyone to get involved straight away. I think it's going to be a process of how we how we get together. But after talking to a number of church leaders across the city who already do discipleship triplets. In fact, uh, I'll confess, um, Matt Hatch, who leads Mosaic Church in the city, has been doing this for years now. And I, last year, middle of last year, I went to a presentation at another church in Wakefield where he, he talked about discipleship triplets. Um, and ever since that moment, I've gone, there's something in that that we need to get engaged with, something in that. And as we then we brought into this season, we came we're coming into this season of doing things a little bit differently, um, I was thinking, okay, how, how are we going to present this? Because I can't remember now what he talked about. I didn't take good enough notes. The guy whose church he was over in Wakefield, a gentleman called David Lavery, phoned me up. Just out, out of contact him for a few months, called me up. Hey, Mark, hey, this I don't know what the accent is. I'm trying to describe something here. Um, hey, Mark, how are you doing? Um, you know, let me let you know what you're going on and what have you. And I just said to him, hey, David, I'm... Feel that God is, is calling us to do the discipleship triplets. Remember, we talked about Hey, he says, Yeah, no problem. I'll send those through to you on, on email. He's Scottish, you can't got that. But, um, I'll send them through to you on email. And he sent me through the mosaic discipleship triplet stuff, their stuff that they're doing. And so, actually, this whole week, I've been able to absorb and take in and ask God, What about those things is relevant for us? What stuff can I put together that's relevant for us and will help us move forward in this discipleship? So, as we evolve the life groups now, into these discipleship triplets, um, what can we do? So I have created, I've created a couple of documents actually. I've created this booklet here called Discipleship Triplets. <coughs> all right? We're all going to get one of these this morning. Okay, and you're, what I'm going to get you to do is to sit down and, and, and read through it, with your body or whatever, um, and you're going to chat about it in little groups. All right, so we've got this one here. On top of that, I put together, I don't know if any of you remember, the Discipleship One-on-One series a number of years ago, where I put it all together in this little document here. So all about discipleship, what, you know, some of the nuts and bolts of what discipleship is. So together with that and that, should really begin to help you, if you're not already understanding what discipleship is, that really should give you a good foundation about who we are and where we're going to go. We're going to give that in one moment, that's, that's fine, thank you mate. Um, what we did as well, because I want to overload you with stuff this morning, um, 
in the last couple of times that we welcome new people into the church, which haven't been that many, but that's going to change, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I created these things: new membership, uh, new members' information. Okay. So we're not necessarily building a an official kind of membership thing that we go through, but kind of like a lunch, um, maybe doing time with them afterwards. But initially, and given this welcome pack. Uh, and in here is loads of good stuff, and, and some commonly asked questions and things like that, some of the things we, we stand for. Um, and listen, there's some things in here which, particularly with the, the questions, for example, what do you believe about same-sex marriage? Some of you may disagree with what I've written there. And, but that's, I don't mind that, that's okay. But this is, that's what's going to be preached from the front, that's what's going to be on the website, and that's going to be on this whole other kind of stuff that we do. So. As a church, while we're leading it, that's that's where we're standing. Unless God reveals something to us to change us on that. So um, as you read it, don't get caught up in the things you disagree with. Get caught up in the things that you agree with. Do you remember last week I said to you, um, you know, we've got more in common with those who. Let's think about what things we've got in common with those who, who don't yet believe, and what what things we don't have in common. You know, we've got more in common that unites us than that divides. Because and primarily, this is number one. We're made in the image of God. Not just those of us who are saved, but every single one of us, every single human being on this planet, we're made in the image of God. Just you how that works though, because God's this kind of ethereal being, but we're made in his image. We're made in the image of Christ, I guess. And so we're all valuable, and God loves each and every one of them. <coughs> Relentlessly. Relentlessly. Uh, and that means he will chase after them until he gets hold of them. Um, and then, you know, develop a relationship with them. So, these are three documents I'm going to, I'm going to give out. And then I'm going to give you opportunity to come up and ask some questions um, about it. And positive feedback as well would be good if you have that. Um, uh, but primarily, this is about us beginning to go on a journey about how we're doing this new disciple. Because I think if we can get discipleship, true, accountable discipleship at the very heart of our church, then everything else... Will, will just become that little bit easier, and 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 yeah, it it will change the way that we do church for the next however many decades. So it starts today, it starts right now. Let's let's begin this journey of, of true discipleship, true accountability. Um, it may be I'm gonna just go on a little bit longer. Maybe that some of you go, oh, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. Well, let me let me challenge you and just say, look, I'll, if 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 after a number of months. You're not part of a subject triplet. I'm going, to, I'm going to ask you why not, and and I'm not going to ask you why not in a wagging finger. But I just why not? What what is it? What's what's stopping you? Uh, can we get over that together? Um, because I think this is I think this is a a real a real. What am I trying to say, Mark? I, I think it's I feel so strongly from God that that. This is such a good way forward that if we all truly engage with it, personally and corporately, we're going to move on leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. I really believe that in my heart. So it's not just catching another fan from another church and doing that, because this is something that's been on my heart for the past year. And I'm just grateful that they've gone ahead and done that. And we can actually take the, take the goodness of what they've, they've created and, and adapt it for us. So, um, yeah, start to give these out if you will, please, Pete. And we'll need another student, I think, as well, yeah. Okay. Um, join and get into little groups. Get into little groups, you know, turn your chairs, do whatever. 
Um, and we'll spend, let's spend a bit of time going through these documents and, and what have you. I recognise you'll need to take them home to truly kind of absorb them and what have you. Um, but hey, we start now. We start now. Um, I think we were comfortable to meet in a smaller group, I'll say that. We were comfortable to meet in a smaller group, a more intimate setting. Um, and um, yeah, it's been slightly different in the fact that I've probably led it more. Um, these will be, I think it says in the discipleship triplets booklet that they will be, um, how do you put it, peer-led. And it's, it's, so there's not, um, well, I guess one person might need one week and kind of ask questions and stuff and, and another person might need another week or it might just be all in. But um, I think just the phrase that we often hear kind of in the world, three's a crowd, don't we? We hear that. And I know that at school I was caught in a three, which was not good at all for me. Um, so, um, but my experience of being a three, and I think what we can model together as threes, um, is really, um, it's really significant. It's really, you know, the Trinity is a three, isn't it? And it's community. You can have community in the three. Um, Christ had three disciples, primary disciples. Jesus had three primary disciples, yeah, in his kind of inner circle. Um, the things that we've, we've done has been, um, we've, pray together which has been so precious and we share life together we share you know what's really going on um you know we can see people on Sunday morning go, you know oh how are you yeah i'm fine i'm fine and actually we're not like we might not be fine at all or something big might be going on in our lives or we're struggling with something we're struggling with our parenting or you know our marriage or whatever it might be friendships um, um i think what we have built in our group as being trust. Um, and the more time you spend with people, the more trust becomes the foundation. Um, now we know that as we gather together, we're for one another. Um, so we're starting off on a really good footing, aren't we? Um, but you do, as you spend time together, as you listen to one another, as you pray into each other's lives, trust becomes a foundation. And that causes you to go deeper. And I think that's what's really happened for us is, you know, I would say I know Julian Crane in a much deeper way than I, than I did before. And um, I'm just, I'm really excited because I think, you know, that's going to be replicated amongst us. And it's a real opportunity to really be there for one another, to invest in each other, which I think the booklet says. I love that word, to invest in each other, um, to see each other, um, yeah, to see each other how God sees us. And then there's a, you know, you can think of the word accountability, and it can have, there's probably a number of responses that that word invokes in this room because of the past or whatever, or, or, or an experience of accountability. Um, but there's one way of looking at it um, that we kind of picked up from Bethel Church, and that is whole, keeping one another account to what has God said for your life. What are his promises over your life? What are those prophetic words over your life? What's God calling to you? What's his specific purpose and plan for your life that, you're, that you want to go for? And upholding one another to that. Not wagging the finger, oh, you're doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. You need to say sorry. You know, sometimes that will be part of our groups. We'll say, look, I just, I witnessed this happen. And, you know, I just think that, you know, and you can discuss it. 
But, but that's not what we're about. We're not about dragging each other down, are we? We're about raising each other up to be more like Jesus. So that's what I think of when I think about accountability. Okay, so you may be thinking, right, we'll send all the triplets off. You say it into the distance. Um, we don't want people to feel abandoned and all sort of suddenly set at sea. And, so there will be a level of pastoral support for a go-to people that we will identify so that you know that you've got somebody. If, for example, something crops up in your group, you think it's too big for me to handle, it's too big for our group to handle, we need more help. Okay, so just have that reassurance, that support network is there. Um, and to be part of a triplet, you might be thinking, well, I'm not sure who. So pray, just ask God to put people on your heart or a person on your heart. And then when you feel maybe that person, or maybe you can think of that person already, you just kind of approach them and say, what do you think? Would it work practically? Could we get some time together? Is there a third person we could invite into becoming part of that triplet? Um, and of course, if you are struggling, thinking, well, I really don't know enough people, I'm not sure who to approach, then you can know, speak to leadership and we can support you in that so that there will be enough support for everybody to feel um, part and parcel of this, this new initiative, really. And I was just thinking, as Kathy's just mentioned, this is about helping one another find our God given destiny. Because the seed of God is in each one of us. And you know, I'm not up for same old, same old. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't want it. You know, the kingdom's not about that. You know, you spent time with Jesus, it was exciting, it was exhilarating, it was scary. It was, oh my goodness, what do you want me to do with Jesus? You know, and it's about just growing into who we really are yeah. and, um, and invading our communities because of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Freedom Church. We'd love to get to know you better if you're not already connected with us. Find out more about us on social media. Just search Freedom Church Leads or email us at hello at myfreedom.church. Thank you.